In this week's episode, I'll be discussing the concept of leading with imperfect action. What is it? How can you apply it? And why is it useful when you haven't got everything all figured out? Hello and welcome to the All Figured Out podcast with me, Sean Jai Krishna. This is a space where I discuss the pressures that some may feel to have it all figured out, when really, you don't need to have it all figured out, and really, it shouldn't matter, as long as we're all taking steps to be better than the person we were yesterday. So join me as I share methods and practices, thoughts and ideas, even experiences of myself and of other people with the aim to encourage, inform, inspire, and if nothing else, then entertain the listeners of the All Figured Out podcast. Hey, welcome back there, guys, to the All Figured Out podcast with me, your boy, Sean JK. Thank you so, so much, all of you guys that tuned in last week as well for that first episode with my brother, Shane, where we talked about where does all that pressure come from to have it all figured out? Why do we feel this way? What can we do to alleviate it, deal with it, accept some of that pressure and responsibility as well? Um, but yeah, uh, I recommend that you guys go and check that out if you haven't listened to that yet. Uh, I had a lot of fun recording it and kind of throwing some ideas back and forth with Shane as well. Um, so yeah, I recommend you guys go and check that out. Following that, I just am extremely grateful and also want to give a shout out to all the people that took time to one, listen, but two, also send me a message to encourage me and inform me of what they found was helpful, what they found was inspiring or encouraging, what they found was useful to apply to their lives. Um, And it's just really helpful for me to know that this is one, making sense, um, but also that it's useful for other people as well. And it's not just me talking to the air or just to this microphone. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Much appreciated. And thank you for tuning in to this week as well. So as that intro alluded to, today I'm talking about the concept of leading with imperfect action. And I suppose the first question is, what is that? What is leading with imperfect action? And I'll tell you where I came across this concept first. So I just started working for this company, uh, a startup company in sales over this summer. And something that the CEO was a big fan of and kept, you know, kept mentioning time and time again was this leading with imperfect action. He'd say, all right, okay. Lead with imperfect action and then we'll adjust and adapt later. Just, you know, just lead with imperfect action and then we'll, we'll tweak it. And I was like, okay, what does that actually mean? So I learned, I did a bit of research and I looked up that it's actually, it's essentially just getting over your perfectionisms. Uh, essentially, you have to get over your perfect plan and your perfect idea in order to actually start executing start doing things to get the ball rolling and to gain momentum in a particular area. The late and great US President Harry Truman said, imperfect action is always better than perfect inaction. Let me say that again. Imperfect action is always better than perfect inaction. And as much as that sounds really nice and quite poetic, what it essentially means is uh, doing something and not having the perfect, totally figured out plan is better and much better than 
spending all your time planning and getting this ideal situation that you intend to execute, but then not actually executing. That's what he says at the end there, perfect in action. And, you know, some people refer to this concept as leading with imperfect action. Uh, some people say it's do it, uh, do it scared if you have to. Um, but essentially, as I said before, the concept is that we need to get used to beginning to actually action stuff and do things and execute without having the perfect, pristine, idealized plan of what it is that we're going to do. And I'll give you an example. So this podcast <laughs> is an example of leading with imperfect action. And I'll tell you why. So when I started thinking about doing a podcast, I thought, you know what, I better do my research and due diligence, some due diligence, um, and just look up, you know, how easy is it to start a podcast? What kind of things do I need to think about? What do I need to consider? And what do I need to invest in? All these sorts of things, you know, the que the basic questions you'd have to starting a podcast. And, you know, I actually, <laughs> I actually listened to a podcast about starting a podcast. There's literally a podcast for everything out there. Um, but yeah, one of the pieces of advice I got was, you know, if you wanted to see if your podcast had legs in it and to see if it could go the distance, you, what you should do is you should map out and plan 12 weeks worth of content. Now, guys, I'm going to level with you here and be perfectly honest. I do not have 12 weeks of content perfectly mapped out. But what I do have is a willingness to figure it out as I go. And I also, you know, in all fairness, I do have a list of things that I do want to talk about, things that I've learned that I think are interesting and could be valuable for other people. Uh, some experiences that have given me some very serious learning points for my life and I'm sure can also give you those learning points for your life as well. I do have a list of things that I want to talk about. I didn't go into this with absolutely no idea what I was going to say. Um, so I did do some planning. And I, I do also want to highlight that planning element, which I'll do in, in a bit. But essentially, the concept is saying that the hardest part of doing something is actually just starting to do it. Uh, planning can become quite the focus and quite the, the aim before you actually get around to doing it. And, you know, I said, you know, planning is important. I don't want to completely throw planning out the window because it is useful. But planning should only ever be an enabler or a guide for action. You know, I would never ask someone to just leap without looking. But use planning in order so that you establish when it is you're going to do things and what it is that you're going to do. But you have to be okay with the fact that you won't have the perfect plan only because plans you physically can't account for every eventuality um, but like I said planning is very <laughs> it is very satisfying to plan what you're going to do and when you're going to do it because it demonstrates the level of intention you have towards that goal uh, and intention is great but action is something completely different um, and even better in fact uh, I'm one of those guys that when I plan something I have a goal you know I, I get a goal I get an idea and I'm like, right, I'm going to do this on this day. I'm going to do this every day and blah, blah, blah. And I'll plan it out for 30 days, two months, three months, whatever it is. I'll plan it out, right? And there is so much like satisfaction and the feeling of being productive in just planning. Because like I said, 
planning stuff, spreadsheeting it, project managing, mapping it, whatever you want to do, getting your calendar up and putting things in, it's so unbelievably satisfying because it, it's a measurable level of intention. But there is no growth or actual development that happens in you can have all the intention in the world right but if you don't actually do anything then nothing changes it just is your you know just your intention and that's fantastic but you you can have all the intention of getting yourself to the gym or planning out your gym sessions to the nth degree but the intention won't help you grow muscle or lose fat or whatever it is that your goal is get fitter for example and and another thing i'd like to highlight with the importance of planning and why you shouldn't throw planning out the window is that plans actually help you establish what the right things are to be doing so what do i mean by that i mean you can generate a lot of activity and you know output a lot of energy and effort into certain areas and things but are those activities outputs is that effort going towards something that's helping you achieve your goal so you know for example Let's say I decide I want to put on muscle. Um, I do have a pr very brief history of going to the gym. I do like I enjoy training as well. And I would implore everyone to get into some form of exercise in one way or another. Because I think there are so many both tangible but also intangible benefits to doing that. Um, and getting involved with whatever level like, that you might be. You don't have to be a flipping Olympic athlete. But... You know, we can go for a brisk walk or go for a jog or whatever it might be. Play a team sport. Um, but yeah, let's say one day I wake up and I figure, you know what, Sean? It's time to make some gains. Get yourself going. Get yourself doing some exercise. So what, what do I do? I tell myself I'm going to do 45 minutes of exercise a day. And I'm going to do it, you know, once a day. It could be three times a week. It could be, could be once a week, you know. Whatever it might be, I'll say, right, I'm going to spend 45 minutes of exercise. I have a measurable output, you know, 45 minutes. I have a frequency three times a day. Right, good to go. If I then proceed to get my gym clothes on, my shoes on, I go outside and then I run for 45 minutes. This, this might be obvious to some people, perhaps less obvious to other people. I don't want to assume what your level of um physical training knowledge is but in case you were unaware running for 45 minutes a day is not going to help me build muscle at all in fact it's actually going to help me lose muscle and well it will help me lose fat as well which would be really good but you know it's not helping me meet my goal of building muscle it will make me fitter i'll probably have better sleep you know there are so many health benefits that will come with that but in terms of meeting my goal of putting on muscle it won't help me however i've generated output and effort i'm exercising 45 minutes a day three times a week whatever it is but it's not the right activity or effort or output for what it is that i want to achieve so you know planning actually helps you to achieve what those to obtain what those activities are that are you know that will move the needle in the right direction at the, at the same time right i don't need a phd level knowledge in order to get myself to the gym and start doing stuff or to go for a run you know i can look up a youtube tutorial of a guy that looks like or is in similar shape or obtains results that i want to obtain 
look at a tutorial and just figure it out you know and just or i could even ask a pt at the gym they these guys literally are that's literally their job is to tell people how to do certain exercises they are waiting for someone to ask them believe me they've literally trained in this stuff so yeah i could there are ways around it but the hardest part in that entire process is getting myself to the gym or the hardest part is getting myself out the door you know it's it's not actually the planning element of that um so yeah i mean i could also take this podcast as another example right in terms of what the right things are to do and where the benefit really is so for example once i finish this podcast i could spend an hour hour and a half even two hours right i could spend that time combing through the audio and really refine this and really uh, make it the perfect audio listening experience for whoever's listening to this podcast. I could take out all of the ums and the ahs, the little stumbles, the things. Basically, if you're like me, whenever you hear yourself back <laughs> on a recording, all you can hear is the imperfect things that you've said or what you sound like. You're like, what? Does my voice really sound like that? Is that what I sound like? Is, is this nice to listen to? You know, that's <laughs> that's essentially what all you can think of when you listen to yourself back so i could go through right and i could comb out all of that and just really refine it master it whatever it is and spend loads of time doing it but instead of doing that i think it would be far more valuable to instead spend that time up front in order to really craft the content of this podcast so that it has a flow it has structure it has learning points things that you can apply to your everyday lives, things that you can apply in life in general and actually be valuable and make sure it's adding value to people instead of just making it a really nice listening experience and you haven't really learned or gained anything from it. Um, so that's again finding you can generate activity output and put time into different areas but what is the most benefit yield in actually doing that and is it helping you reach the goal or meet the goal that you're that you've set for yourself so being the self-development guru and know-it-all that i am i come up with these three steps of how we how you how i can lead with imperfect action and number one and it might sound obvious but we always negate the obvious things because they are obvious is one have a goal and if you can, then, well, I say if you can, once you have a goal, I would do one of two things. One, either commit it to paper, like either like on a big piece of paper, like a poster or like in a journal as well that you can come back to. Or two, and this is probably the best option, is actually tell someone that you trust. And the reason I say that is because once you have a goal, right? And the goal's in your head. And you're like, right, this is what I want to do. This is when I want to do it by. This is how I want to do it. When it's in your head, you can change all of that. That is completely malleable because it's it's, it's a thought. You know, it's your imagination. It's fleeting. It's You can change it. However, when you take that thought and you bring it out of your brain onto a piece of paper or into someone else's brain by telling them, now it becomes real you've materialized that goal and it's there staring you in the face and you have to look at it or if it's a person you have to look at them and they know what you want to achieve and how you want to achieve it 
So there's something holding you to account and accountability is kind of that bottom line of what I'm getting at and what I'm getting to. And again, this is something that I'm preaching to myself in this respect because I time and time again will fail to commit it to paper or to tell someone and then I'll forget about it. And then a few months later, I'm like, why am I not any further along with this goal? Uh, you know, after just remembering that I had that goal, that same goal three or four months ago. And it's because there was nothing holding me to account because I didn't let anything hold me to account. So one, get a goal or have a goal. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? Commit it to paper or tell someone. And secondly, is actually have a plan. So you can find out what those right things are to do, do some research, do some work in order to find out what the right activities are. You know, plan the frequency at which you want to work towards that goal. The more times you do it, the less time it will to, you know, it will be to achieve that goal. Um, but yeah, figure out what it is that you want to, want to do. Um, I remember, uh, you know, towards the beginning of this lockdown, everyone was doing, you know, 5Ks. And me and my friend were going back and forth the other day about how when we were younger, maybe, I don't know, around 17, you know, we were... We're pretty decent at rugby, you know, pretty athletic, I would say. You know, I'm not going to brag, but I was an absolute machine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, we, <laughs> we were fairly athletic and I was running, well, I was running sub 21 minute 5Ks, which I was pretty gassed about. But yeah, when all, when all this uh, was kicking off back in, I think it was March time, April time, where everyone just started running 5Ks and tagging other people and other people would go onto Instagram and be like, oh God, please don't tag me, please. I can't remember the last time I ran 5K and you want me to do it because everyone's just doing it. Anyway, I ran a 5K and I got like 24, 24 and a half minutes and it was okay, it was decent. I was kind of chuffed with it and I was content with it. Uh, a, a friend of mine was telling me the other day that he tried to go for a run uh, and he fell very far short of where he wanted to run to. Um, I'm not going to name him, and but I'm sure he knows who he is. Uh, and he was, yeah, he was quite a machine as well, far fitter than I was. Um, but he fell very, very short <laughs> of his goal. And the final point I want to make and what I'm getting at is you need to be willing to adapt and adjust. And um, so once you have your goal, you've committed it to paper, you have a plan, what is what are the right activities, how often do you need to do it, when do you want to do it by, and really break it down. That final part is be willing to adapt and adjust based on your measurable outputs. So there's a bit of tracking in there as well in how effective is what it is that you're doing in helping you achieve in your goal. And in that example I gave you, he had a goal. <laughs> he had a desired distance he wanted to run. He had a plan. He knew where he was going to run. He, you know, he mapped it out, he planned it out. However, he fell very short of where he wanted to run to. So, you know, if that's you in a similar position and you're thinking, you know, I want, I want to go, maybe I'll run 2K and I'll run 2K three times a week and you find it really hard and it's really, really difficult. You don't manage to finish it. That's absolutely fine. Just like my fellow friend there, just drop the distance go for 1k do that three times a week and adjust it as needed if you go to the gym and uh, you know I, I 
I'm not going to apologize, but I apologize a little bit in that all of these examples have been fitness related, but I think it's just the most easy to extract and apply the points to, if that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to the gym and you don't know how to lift some weights, then ask someone, look up a video, um, get going. And then if it's too hard, drop the weight or the reps. If it's not hard enough, up the weight and the reps and, you know, we move, we roll. But yeah. Those are the three points there, the three takeaways, I guess. And they are one, have a goal, commit it to paper or tell someone. If you can tell someone you trust, the the power of accountability is actually pretty intense and it's pretty insane. Um, so I would definitely recommend that first and foremost. But if you have a journal um, as well, and uh, journaling is something I want to cover in another episode that I've seen a lot of benefits from, that I think was really, really helpful. Um, both in terms of achieving goals but also just in terms of mental health as well it's really healthy just to get thoughts out onto paper and outside of your head and so i'll cover that in another episode but yeah one have a goal tell someone and if you can't tell someone or you no one's interested then two commit it to paper um then the second point is have a plan find out what the right activities are give yourself a measurable output and a frequency and track how effective that is And third and finally, be willing to adapt, be willing to adjust, be willing to just roll with the punches, see how it is, see how it goes. But ultimately, leading with imperfect action, as it suggests in the name, it's a call to action. It's a call to start, to execute, um, to begin, to gain momentum, get the ball rolling, crack on with it. And yeah, it's something that has been incredibly valuable in learning over this last summer, um, but also in terms of getting this podcast started as well. Um, it's it's played a major role in that as well. So yeah, guys, that's it for this week's episode. I hope that was valuable. hope it was useful. Um, I hope it's inspiring and informative as well. If you enjoyed this web episode or previous episodes, even future episodes, then can I ask you for three things? One, could you review it if the you know if the platform allows you to review it then please drop it a review or a comment and just let us know what you enjoyed Uh, let us know what you'd like to explore if there are any ideas you want to explore or even even drop me a question as well you know sean how do you have you dealt with this or have you ever dealt with this before and you know like i said i'm not an expert in self-development but i have a keen interest in it and i do want to read around the subject more as well secondly um Could you let me know what you enjoyed, whether that's by DM or WhatsApp? I really, really appreciate people taking the time to provide me with feedback. So thank you all you guys that did that last week. And, you know, from this week, if there is anything that you really enjoyed or thought was insightful, let me know. And thirdly, can I be really cheeky and ask that if you did find it useful and you did enjoy it, then feel free to share this with someone, whether that be... Uh, someone's on the cusp of beginning to do something. So I don't know, they want to start a business or they want to start going to the gym or they want to create a podcast or whatever it might be. It could even be building a skill. They want to learn a language, learn how to code, whatever it might be. If they're on the cusp of wanting to start something, but perhaps haven't been given that final push in actually moving them to action, feel free to send this to them or you know share the link with them or even just drop it in conversation um so yeah i'd really really greatly appreciate that next week you'll really want to tune in next week i'll be getting shane back on this podcast and we'll be talking about the killer that is comparison 
the killer that is comparison and we'll be talking about comparison uh, through the lens of being twins and I'm sure you can imagine the amount of comparison that happens there. There's healthy comparison and there is definitely unhealthy comparison. So we'll be sharing um, some upsides of being twins, some downsides of being twins, but ultimately some learning points that you can take away about how to deal with healthily and unhealthily comparing yourself with other people as well. But yeah, that's all from me this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.